Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 141 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are both here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Uh, it's been a while. I've been away for a while. Uh, I've missed you, Carly. What have I've you been up you to? Um, I have spent the last three days at Sound Waves, which is an indoor luxury water park connected to the Gaylord Resort in Nashville. So it's amazing. Multi-level water park, indoor, outdoor. <clears throat> so cool. So, so, so this so is cool. like sort of similar to like maybe a great wolf lodge but high end right yeah definitely high end super modern feel beautiful just visually aesthetically and i if you're looking for like a quickie couple days to do a short trip this would be perfect in three days we never left the resort because you have everything wow. there so i'm sure you've been to gaylord bombs very mm -hmm, similar absolutely. with Gorgeous, different gorgeous atriums. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's beautiful and we had a room overlooking had the balcony on it so you look out mm -hmm. at everything and so if you're looking for like a quickie trip theme park adjacent because it's a water park sure i would highly recommend doing that i do miss opulent usa so i still mm. wish the theme park was there uh, but water park is fantastic that sounds amazing uh <laughs> i am i am very jealous it sounds like a kind of like a cruise ship on land Yes, um, I, exactly. I know which I, is better for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no motion sickness from uh, no, from the boat. Not this time. And you've been in kind of a hole. Well, yeah, I'm. I apologize. I missed everyone the last couple of weeks, but uh, this is the one, the biggest month of year for me outside of theme park world. Uh, when I dive back into theater world, which is my first love, and uh, I'm a critic for the Orlando Weekly newspaper, and I cover the Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival. Uh, this year was the 31st annual festival, and it is the largest festival of its kind in all of North America, uh, and, and the old, wow. I'm sorry, the largest uh, and oldest of its kind in uh, the United States of America. Uh, there's some bigger, older ones in Canada, but hundreds, some uh, performers from all over the world. Uh, I have so far seen about 83 shows in the last <laughs> week and a half. Uh, so I am a little brain fried, but uh, specifically for theme park fans i want to give shout outs to two shows uh that were amazing and if you're in the orlando area or these these are good enough they might even go on tour so keep an keep an eye out uh one is called star shanties which is uh folk songs about star wars uh and they are amazing songs incredible harmonies amazing singers and they are all uh dressed in costumes that like stepped right out of batu um, the jokes, if you know, Star Wars, like deep cuts, you are, you were going to love it. And it was even emotional. They do this song about the destruction of Alderaan that almost made me cry. I mean, amazing. Uh, and another, cool. another great one for theme park fans to look out for, uh, this one's uh, also a bit of a tearjerker. It's called constellations. It's a, a two character drama. Uh, but it starred uh, Mike Carr and his wife, uh, Julie Carr. And if you have watched The Ride Guys, the official uh, video blog from Universal mm -hmm. Orlando about their rides, you know Mike Carr because he is one of the two ride guys. So uh, if you know him from uh, watching his, his theme park stuff, uh, 
see a totally different side of him in the show. So I, I get wow. both of those shows thumbs up. Yes, because he's, um, so, he's like an improv comedy guy. He is. And this is a heavy wow. dramatic piece uh, with him and his wow. wife. Bring your tissues. But uh <laughs> Great work. And it just it shows how amazingly talented, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the shows this year have people who uh, you would recognize from the theme parks mm -hmm. and, uh, and they're just so amazingly talented. They can do so much more than than you see them do in the parks. So wow. <laughs> uh, now that we have gotten all of that out of the way, uh, we've got some news in the queue. So let's do it. First up this week, Universal Studios in Singapore has finally broken ground on their Minion Land. Uh, we, they, we've been talking about this for a little while. They announced this a few years back before the pandemic, uh, but now they have broken ground and Illumination's Minions will be coming to life at the Singapore Park in 2024. Right. This looks absolutely amazing. And they had a really cool groundbreaking ceremony at Resorts World Tintosa. It was attended by the Minister of State for Trade and Industry, along with the CEO. And obviously there were some adorable minions in attendance for that. So the new themed area is going to have shops, restaurants, rides, including the world's first original ride exclusive to Universal Studios Singapore, as well as the fan favorite motion simulator 3D Despicable Me Minion Mayhem, which we all know from Universal Orlando. So this is really cool. Yeah, you know, for the most part, Singapore has a lot of attractions that were cloned from earlier uh, Universal Parks. Think about the one of the few uh, totally original rides they had was that um, Steven Spielberg uh, special effects show, and mm -hmm. that was now cloned in Beijing. So uh, other than their Shrek roller coaster, I don't know if they have a lot that's original, but they are going to be getting uh, a new exclusive ride. I believe it's a flat ride. Um, you know, spinner type thing, uh, theme to the minions. But what I thought was really interesting from this announcement, uh, it mentions the despicable minion, mi despect, ah, try this again. <laughs> despicable me, minion mayhem simulator ride as being a 3D simulator ride. Now it was originally 3D uh, when it opened here in, uh, in Florida and in Hollywood, but uh, we lost the 3D quite a while ago. And uh, so I'm curious to see if they're going to try putting the 3D back or if it's going to be, uh, you know, from the concept art, it originally looked a little more similar to the version they have in Japan, uh, which uses a dome system that does not use 3D. So uh, I guess we're going to have to take a trip to, to uh, Singapore to see for I'm ourselves down. if the 3D is back out there. <laughs> I'm ready. And then uh, they currently now are, if you want to get all ready for this new land, they have launched Groovy Summer Extravaganza, which is in mm -hmm. celebration of Minions 2, the rise of Gru. And that's taking place now through August 14th. And it's kind of a throwback where you go back to the 70s when the movie takes place. And you can uh, snap selfies with the minions, meet Otto, the newest minion. Uh, and this looks like a lot of fun. It's a good way to kind of get hyped up because, again, that new land isn't coming till 2024. So you yep. have a bit of time. Yeah, you got a little time to plan that trip with Destinations with Character Travel. And uh, I love this uh, this groovy summer thing. I hope something similar to that comes to Universal Studios Florida. Yes. And the bounding over there is amazing. If you've looked oh, over yeah. the pictures of guests, they do the overall. I mean, it looks a lot of like the, the street characters that uh -huh. have seen the parade. Uh, the overalls with the yellow. R.I.P. parade. 
Yes, I know. R.I.P. Uh, I would love to go there. Yeah. Next up, the momentous nighttime spectacular is debuting in mid-June of 2022 at Hong Kong Disneyland. It's going to light up the sky over Hong Kong Disneyland uh, with a brand new nighttime show that involves uh, fireworks, fountains, and for the first time ever at Hong Kong Disneyland, projection mapping on their castle. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, obviously, we've, we're so used to projection mapping, but it really is special. I mean, even if you've mm -hmm. seen it a hundred times, there's nothing like it. And the way that that castle literally comes to life. So it's exciting that they're getting it for the first time. Yeah. And this is, of course, the uh, recently rebuilt Hong Kong castle. Originally, Hong Kong's castle was very meep, uh, like uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle in California. But now it has been supersized, uh, make, making a big backdrop for those projections. Uh, this new show is going to celebrate Disney characters, up to 150 of them featured uh, from 40 films. Uh, there are six chapters and a big finale. And there is an original soundtrack with a new anthem called Love the Memory, uh, which I'm sure will be stuck in your head forever after seeing this show. Yes. <laughs> and there's also, if you want to do some add-ons, just like at you know, Magic Kingdom, there's a new pre-show dessert party, which I think is really cool. I, I love mm -hmm. the dessert party. It is a great way to relax, unwind after a long day, and just kind of get ready for uh the fireworks and then there's going to be souvenirs exclusive to the show including mm -hmm. light up merchandise and t-shirts with reflective color effects Ooh. and of course there's going to be specialty food yes and this, this being an asian park they have absolutely gorgeous uh food that looks too cute to eat yes uh, <laughs> it is very kawaii <laughs> yes absolutely um, so if you want more information about all this going on go check out hongkongdisneyland.com uh, next up in international Disney Park news, Marvel Avengers Campus is officially opening at Disneyland Paris on July 20th, 2022. Uh, this is uh, the biggest expansion uh, to Walt Disney Studios since that park opened. Uh, and you're going to get to experience the universe of Earth's mightiest heroes, uh, kind of similar to the Avengers Campus that we have in Anaheim. Uh, but it does have some unique features. Yes, uh, particularly for me, I was excited about Pim uh, Kitchen. So they are mm -hmm. doing some similar foods to us, but I think it's even kind of kicked up a notch. So if you're familiar with Disneyland's $100 sandwich, they're <laughs> going to be on a gigantic pretzel. Ooh. And it looks like they released pictures of it. And of course, there's, you know, hot dogs, burgers, and then they're going to have drinks in little test tubes. It's it's really cool what they're doing over there with the food. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, uh, anything they do over there with the food will be an improvement. Um, <laughs> on my visit to that park, uh, the Ratatouille restaurant was wonderful. But uh, I ate in the restaurant that has been converted into the quick service Stark factory, uh, where they're going to have homemade pizza. And anything that they put in there will be an improvement over what formerly was. I, I totally agree. <laughs> My last visit luckily fell during Christmas. And that is really good because they have the holiday markets with the mm -hmm. like, festival. And they do some really good uh, seasonal kind of like desserts. Those are really good. But any other visit, the food is very lackluster. Yeah. There at Disney Village, everywhere. So this is definitely going to be exciting, especially 
in Studio Park because mm -hmm. that <laughs> it needs it. They it need needs something. It. They need something. So yeah, this absolutely. is really cool. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, once you get past the food, there are some attractions here. Uh, oh, yeah. There is a clone of the Spider-Man uh, web ride. Uh, it's called Web Slingers in California, but in Paris, it's going to be called Spider-Man Web Adventure. But it's uh, basically the exact same ride. Uh, but they also have something called Avengers Assemble Flight Force, uh, which I believe is Disney's um, uh, first roller coaster featuring the avengers characters it is not a ground up roller coaster however it is a retheme of the rock and roller coaster so mm -hmm. goodbye aerosmith uh hello captain marvel and iron man i think the uh the neatest thing about this other than the fact that they got brie larson back to film footage for the show for the uh for the attraction is that they actually have an animatronic uh of iron man's uh mark 80 yes. armor in the pre-show uh, which is one more animatronic than we got at uh, Cosmic Rewind. Ding, ding, ding. And I think they put out a TikTok where you can actually see mm -hmm. a little bit of the clip of that so far. Yes. And it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so, and then, of course, in addition to that, you're going to be able to interact with uh, Marvel characters. Uh, there is a uh, Dora Milaje training uh, show very similar to the one is in Anaheim, also a dance-off with Star-Lord and Gamora. Um, and uh, one additional thing uh, that is new and exclusive is a training session with Spider-Man, Iron Man, or Captain Marvel. Uh, it's a kind of a beefed-up photo op, and you will get a freeze-frame video that looks kind of like a, a Matrix bullet time uh, video yes. using 27 cameras to capture you and your family in action with a superhero this is going to be really cool i'm curious i don't believe they said it, it's not going to cost anything right because i know you can make it through the app and it's i guess it's if you purchase photo pass yeah i i i'm not sure exactly what the pricing structure is for uh the photo pass service out in paris but it's something that uh you're going to be able to book uh in advance through the disneyland paris mobile app and that, that'll give you the information on uh, any costs involved very cool yep a lot, lot of stuff going on makes uh definitely makes me want to take another trip out there yes me too and it falls around my birthday so i've already been kind of looking at flights mm -hmm. so if the stars all right alive, love to be there fingers crossed that would be awesome um so uh while we are talking excuse me <clears throat> about marvel in disney theme parks guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind is now Woo! officially opened as of may 27th which was two days uh previous to us recording this uh the ride is officially open to all guests who are lucky enough to get a uh, virtual queue pass or uh, buy a lightning lane. Um, we've talked a lot about this family-friendly thrill coaster. It, it was announced uh, back in 2020, um, and it is finally here. Uh, we've both been on it, and uh, I think we both love it. Um, you love. Know, definitely my love. favorite new addition to Epcot in many, many years. And uh, the other thing is that uh, the shop uh, which was not open for me during the previews. I don't know if you got a chance to, to I, go on there. I did get to go on there, and it's okay. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was one thing I missed out on during previews. Uh, I know the first day they were so overwhelmed that they basically stopped letting people in the store. Um, but I know pretty much everything from that store is also available in the creations shop right nearby. 
so if you can get into the Treasures of Xandar store uh, to check out some of the merchandise that they have, go check out the Creations shop. Yes, it is very small. It's actually much smaller than I had anticipated it mm -hmm. to be. It's honestly the, the size of like a large living room. It's, it's you know, tiny. From, from the, uh, the location of it, it almost looks like, well, no, it's on the, the wrong side. I, I was thinking that it might have been the uh, lounge, the, the VIP lounge uh, that was originally in there for Exxon uh, executives oh. back when it was Universe of Energy. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really uh, I don't know the old layout well enough to say that. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the hype will die down in a few mm -hmm. weeks. You should be able to get into the shop, I would say, yeah. probably in a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, speaking of hype, I know for the first couple of days, um, all of those, uh, you know, free virtual queue passes were snapped up in seconds. Um, I'm hoping that they maybe start distributing more and more of those, because uh, from the reports I saw, uh, especially since there is that pre-show that sort of paces people. Um, they were dispatching empty trains because, uh, especially early in the morning, um, you know, not having a standby line, um, people just, uh, there weren't enough bodies to keep uh, the trains filled. So hopefully wow. operations-wise, they can fix that because, you know, that, that attraction can push over 2,000 guests an hour. Um, and... Uh, you know, I, I'd like as many people to be able to experience it as possible. Yes, so. I can't wait to go on it again. It's definitely my favorite addition in a very, mm -hmm. very long time. No. Wish me luck uh, getting a, a virtual yes. queue on, on Tuesday morning. You'll have to report back because yeah. I've been seeing that. So you, it says you have to be, the second queue opens at 1 p.m. One, it's and you must be in the park. Inside. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if that means they're going to geo-check you or if it means you've already checked into Epcot. Because I'm hearing some people say that you may be able to say you're going to like Beaches and Cream for lunch, but you already mm. were in Epcot. So I'd be curious to see if that is the case. Like you actually have so to physically. Here, here is my understanding of the way it works is mm -hmm. that you have to have tapped your magic band mm -hmm. or your, your entrance into the park right. before right. 1 p.m. But you could tap in and leave the park and do it from outside the park. It's not that you have to physically be physically, inside yeah. the park, but you has, have to have legitimately entered the park at least once before then. That's um, so you, that makes sense, yeah. You could, in theory, tap in in the morning at Epcot, hop over. Uh, well, no, you couldn't have, you, you could leave the park and go back to your hotel rooms. So. Right. If you're doing like uh, pool, because mm -hmm, your return yeah. may be like 9 p.m. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So if you are staying in the boardwalk area, yeah, that is absolutely an option to uh, to tap in and then come back out because it doesn't uh, necessarily record that you left the park. It just knows that you were inside. Right. Yeah. So well, uh, <laughs> yeah. wish me luck. So uh, next up, summer just got awesome at Legoland Florida Resort because the awesome celebration is gearing up with new family-friendly activities, exclusive character meet and greets, and special weekend events, and it's all starting on June 4th. I have to say, I absolutely love logo this with watermelon that's brightly colored. <laughs> really it's great such a job. tearful watermelon. Yes, so happy. Uh, so this is going to be running for 10 full weeks from June 4th through August 7th, and it's a full kid-centered fun weekend and it's all included with your normal park admission and this, again this is going to happen on saturdays and sundays 
Yeah, so, and there's lots of different components to this. Uh, yeah. Lego Friends Weekends is going to go on every Saturday and Sunday in June. Uh, and it brings together the Lego Friends, who are Stephanie, Olivia, Andrea, Emma, and Mia, of course. Uh, and you can help them crack the code to save Heart Lake City with a series of different meet and greets, uh, activities. Uh, there's a movement class, uh, an art class, and a treasure hunt. Um, in addition to that, uh, Red, White, and Boom is back on July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th to celebrate Independence Day weekend with uh, fireworks. And of course, they hand out those special glasses that turn all the fireworks into glowing Lego bricks. Yes, um, and this is going to be a new one called Touch the Sky. So I'm curious mm -hmm. if it's going to be like reimagined or <clears throat> what to expect, yeah. but it looks really cool. And there's going to uh, be... Feast day too so that's fun and it's going to be a cosmic takeover as lego city celebrates the final frontier and space exploration and this is exclusive to july 9th yep one day only event um there's going to be other events coming up they're going to celebrate 90 years of legos um they're going to have uh some um a school of spinjitsu if you are into the uh, lego ninjago and learn how to be a ninja uh, and there are going to be uh, edutainment uh, events uh, for uh, with Florida prepaid schoolhouse teachers uh, in a um, scientific musical uh, about reading and writing. So uh, all this, <laughs> yeah, jam-packed a summer at Legoland, and that's not even counting uh, the new Peppa Pig Park that's right next door. Uh, so lots of stuff to keep your kids occupied. Uh, Legoland.com is the place to go to find out more information about that. All right. We've talked plenty about Marvel. Well, uh, Thor and Loki rides are opening at Drayton and Manor theme park in the UK. But this this is not uh, the Marvel Thor and Loki superheroes. This is the OG Viking mythology gods, mm -hmm. Thor and Loki. Uh, and this is all part of a brand new Viking themed area at Drayton Manor Resort. Wow. And this just opened this weekend. So mm -hmm. guests will be transported to a bygone era full of unforgettable adventures inspired by mythical legends and ancient gods. And so this will include that new Thor coaster. And it is a disco coaster, they're saying. So it's going to spin riders in a giant wheel across a racing coaster track. Yeah, have you ever been on a disco? There's a, a bunch of these I, around the world. Yes, um, I've been on one at Hershey Park, uh -huh. and that's the yep. one that just reopened to be reimagined to the Jolly Ranchers. So this looks ah, kind yeah. of very similar. Yeah, um, they've also got, uh, speaking of Jolly Ranchers, uh, a Nebula Z, which is uh, a Zamperla... It, it's uh, technically called a flat ride, but it's definitely not flat because it kind no. of uh, puts you up in the air, spins you around. Um, and uh, yeah, one of these is uh, recently been added to Hershey Park. Uh, and it's one of those rides that uh, you look at it from uh, outside the ride and you wonder how do the cars not hit each other? Because they always seem like they're just about to hit each other as they go past. It's, uh, it's pretty neat to watch. Um, but in addition to these two new attractions, they have also uh, rethemed some addition, some uh, existing attractions. Um, uh, they've rethemed their family favorite Buffalo Coaster as Jorgmundurger. I'm totally butchering that. Uh, That's Viking, uh, yeah, Vikings are going to come burn my house down for 
or mispronouncing there. Right. <laughs> and there's name. also a new restaurant and they will be serving jacket potatoes, which sounds yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, so apparently Viking food was a uh, barbecue uh chicken wings and jacket potatoes so meat and potatoes I, I, kind of people <laughs> I, I can i can get into that i can get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm down yep and if uh if this sounds uh fun to you and you want to check it out uh you can even extend your adventure overnight because they've got an on-site four-star hotel with 10 brand new viking themed rooms so if you want to uh spend the night in traditional wooden uh furnishings uh with you know, shields and I don't know, probably fur blankets on the bed. Uh, that, that's that's a possibility. <laughs> this is fully immersive. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, take that, Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Anakista theme park in Gatlingburg, Tennessee, has announced the Lumi Lumina Night Walk, which is a multimedia experience adding projections, lighting, and music uh, at night to the park. Uh, this is, they're calling this a first of its kind in the United States, and they're taking 80 acres of the park, which was previously undeveloped, and turning it into an outdoor multimedia journey of discovery, connecting the illuminating wonder of the stars to a world of imagination. Yeah, this is really cool. Have you been to Anakista? I have not. In fact, uh, from the way I just pronounced it, you can tell that I don't know anything <laughs> about this park. Uh, it is really cool. I wouldn't really call it a theme park. I'd say more an adventure park. Mm. And it's really neat that to get there, you have to take a, a gondola up in the sky oh, and that's so it's okay. kind of a top of mountain so it's on the main strip in gatlinburg and then you pay an admission and you get to take that little chairlift up to the top and that's where the activities are and then i believe that they're really expanding this because it just opened i would say maybe like five years ago it's it's relatively young um they also added a moonshine bar up there Ooh. so they're trying to make it a kind of a destination. There's something similar here called Uber Gatlinburg that's been around for decades, but it's uh, definitely dated. But it's like the same mm. thing where you take a sky gondola up to the top of the mountain. But there's just so much land up there that they mm. can really, you know, expand. So I'm excited about this new nighttime experience, and I'm sure they got other stuff in the works. It sounds really well. It's going to open in fall of 2022, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Thing that makes me uh, hopeful for it is that it is uh, being created in partnership with Moment Factory, which is a multimedia entertainment studio that's done a lot of great uh, projection mapping and, and video stuff for the major theme parks. Uh, I just got to check out when I was in Las Vegas, they did uh, a thing called Flyover, which is basically Soren yeah. 3.0, uh, and they did amazing video work on that. Um, so this sounds like uh, if you're in the Gatlinburg area, this is definitely something to put on your radar. Uh, for this fall. And if you want some more information about it, uh, including the date that tickets go on sale, um, you can go to Anakista, that's A-N-A-K-E-E-S-T-A dot com. All right. Heading over to Texas, Electric Ocean Nighttime Party is lighting up SeaWorld San Antonio this summer from June 3rd through August 7th. And they're going to have electric ocean concerts, extreme water ski stunt show, dance parties, and fun with the Sesame characters. Ooh, this is really fun. It's similar to like we have electric ocean in Orlando mm -hmm. and it's going to be a party. They're going to take shows. They're going to be dance elements. And of course the highlight are the free concerts on Saturdays. 
Yeah, and they have they've some got really good people this year. Um, I, I guess uh, these folks weren't busy at uh, any Epcot concerts, uh, so yes. that they. <laughs> but you've got uh, you got Vanilla Vanilla Ice, Philip Phillips, um, Newsboys, uh, Easton Corbin. Um, got got a pretty uh, good variety there. And yes. uh, as always, those those concerts are free, though you can pay for uh, upgraded up close seating. Um, they've also got uh, the Sesame Street Pals are going to be putting on the Sesame Street Party Parade, uh, which has 10 floats and all of your favorite characters with high energy music. Plus, they are bringing back their Elmo Rocks show. Um, so if you want to see Elmo in concert, uh, that's that's a rocking good time. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And then uh, there's going to be an all new show called Sea Lion and Otter Spotlight at Pacific Point Preserve. And here is where Dr. Pinniped presents a series of educational and humorous lessons about the species and roles they play in the world's ecosystem. So it's mm -hmm. edutainment again. So exactly. you're, you're having fun, uh, maybe it'll inspire a future generation of animal conservationists and whatnot. So this is kind of a fun family friendly thing. Yeah, they uh, we, we recently talked about how they retired their yes. uh, previous Sea Lion High show, just like Orlando did mm -hmm. not not too long ago and uh the new version of the show is very similar to what we have in orlando it's um less on making the uh animals do goofy tricks and more about talking about their natural behaviors and environment there's still a lot of fun there's still a lot of splashing mm -hmm. it's you know there's still jokes um yeah. but uh but they they treat the animals with a little more respect now they um and uh i i uh, also, uh, would love to see this Hydropower Extreme FX high energy water ski stunt show. Uh, it looks like they are using these uh, hoverboard boots um, that uh, Legoland in Florida uses in their stunt show. But uh, getting to see these all lit up at night, uh, I think that would be even more spectacular. Right. This is like next level. I mean, I'm, I've mm -hmm. seen, you know, during the day when people do this, it still looks wild because you're like, yeah, how yeah. does this happen but at night all lit up looks beautiful yeah yeah and uh they've also got which i think this is so much fun a giant light bright uh, i don't know how how many folks out there remember playing yes. with light bright as a kid and pushing little pins through the black paper and making making pictures uh well you can do that on a super size level um uh at at sea world um it's going to be uh located over near the game center and uh so uh, check that out. Probably wash your hands afterwards. Oh, yes. But that looks really <laughs> cool. <laughs> that is childhood in one image. Yep. A light bright. <laughs> so uh, you can check out all this at SeaWorld.com slash San Antonio. And as always, Destinations with Character Travel can help you get there. Uh, and we are going to wrap up the news in the queue by thanking Ewan McGregor for bringing Obi-Wan Kenobi to Disney Plus uh, because the new series is out now and the actor uh, has been giving some interviews talking about what it's like coming back to the role um, after all of these years. Uh, we, we were talking about this in the little pre-show. Um, there's not going to be any spoilers here because I have only watched episode one of Obi-Wan. Carly has not watched any of it yet, so uh, we're not going to spoil anything. Um, but uh, I, what I've seen of it so far, I really loved, and uh, it's great having uh, Ewan McGregor back in the role. Right. Totally iconic. Again, we won't spoil anything. I'm excited to watch this. This is probably one of the most exciting things for me in the Star Wars canon to come out recently. 
Yeah. Um, you know, they, they really knocked it out of the park with all the Disney Plus shows, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Um, but this one, at least, you know, from the bit I've seen, is even more cinematic. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, um, they're filling in one of the few gaps that I'm really curious about in Star Wars timeline. A lot of times they seem to say, oh, we're going to fill in this backstory of this character. And I was like, I didn't really need that backstory. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I, you know, I... I've always been I've always been curious, like how how we went from, uh, you know, looking, um, you know, relatively healthy 30 something at the end of Revenge of the Sith to, uh, you know, just 20 years later, looking like he's aged 60 years uh, out in the desert into Alec Guinness. Uh, and we're, we're at least so far from this first episode, we get to see he's he's lived a really rough, rough life out in the desert. Uh, I think he if anything's going to age you hard. Yeah. Yes. He looks hard and weathered. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to read every quote here because there's a lot of good material. But if you go uh, onto our website, there's this uh, really good interview. Uh, you know, our our uh, Matt, our publisher, was able uh, to go out to Star Wars Celebration, uh, which is still going on right now. Um, but uh, got some really great material about uh, basically, you know, uh, this is one of those two roles, this and train spotting, which uh, also got a sequel that Ewan McGregor said that, you know, he would come back and, and do this role again because uh, it meant so much to him. And also talks a little bit uh, reuniting with Hayden Christensen, who is back in the black suit as Darth Vader uh, coming back to the show, too. So. No, a lot of fans have been really excited about this. Um, uh, I know I was tempted to stay up until 4 a.m. on <laughs> Friday to watch it, but I just couldn't make it. My body just I, I, I know. I, I've been guilty of that, especially when Hamilton came out on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but then also we got to mention the Disneyland characters. So still talking about Star Wars. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for reminding me. So uh, another big... Uh, bomb that dropped at Star Wars Celebration is that after years of insisting that Batu, Galaxy's Edge, is set very specifically in between episodes uh, eight and nine and would only feature characters from that time period, uh, guess what? Uh, Boba Fett and uh, Fennec uh, from the Book of Boba Fett are right now doing meet and greets in Black Spire Outpost. Um, now, they've been very careful to say that other characters uh, in that area who are not from that same time period will not interact with them, will not recognize them. Uh, so if, if you run into Ray and ask her about Boba Fett standing over there, she'll be like, Boba Fett? What Boba Fett? I don't see any Boba Fett. Uh, which well, that can be, get a little tricky. But uh, I know, you know, these are characters that are huge right now. And... I bet there are lines uh, around the galaxy to meet these folks right, right now. And it's it's only going to get worse because they say uh, later this year, they're going to be joined by Mando and uh, Grogu. Uh, yes. Can you imagine what the wait times to meet oh, Baby Yoda, especially I, if, it, if it's a, a screen accurate puppet that's articulated as well as the one in the show is? Uh, people aren't going to want to leave. Like you're just gonna be like, no, baby, Gro baby Yoda is mine now, right? And it's just also we chatted about this, but that area is very tight. If you've ever mm -hmm. walked through, that's probably you know a lot of Galaxy's Edge is spacious, but the Black Spire Outpost is tight. You know, it is replicated of like a small marketplace, so it's small. So this should be very I interesting. I, I would I would definitely say uh, this is going to be a 
a work in progress. I'm sure that they are going to have to shift locations around and try different queuing methods to maintain this uh, because, um, you know, I'm from knowing the way things work, what, the people in operations probably got very little notice about this happening. They they might have been almost as surprised as the fans at Celebration to find out. And uh, they probably, you know, didn't have weeks and weeks to plan it, all this out. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how it goes, at least in the short term. Uh, but, you know, I also this is right now only in Disneyland. They have said that eventually we should see these characters in Walt Disney World. Uh, but... You know, a lot of things involving characters, especially characters that are on current TV shows, will come to California first because, um, you know, the costuming departments, the, you know, all the the marketing departments for uh, the, the TV, uh, the broadcast operations are out there in California. And a lot of time uh, this stuff is being paid for by the marketing department of the studio, not necessarily the theme park itself. Uh, so. That's why if you say be fair to Florida, uh, that's why they get the stuff in Anaheim first a lot of times. Right. And they also got the Life Day snacks, which were amazing. <laughs> yes. And it was some of the best snacks out of Galaxy's Engine that never came to Walt Disney World. So no. maybe, you know. Hopefully next Life Day. Hopefully yes. next Day. All right. Well, uh, if you aren't already into uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, you can sign up for Disney+. Plus. And uh, there's going to be a new episode dropping every Friday for the next four weeks. It's only only six weeks. So you know, maybe you wait till the last episode drops and get one of those free subscriptions. And cancel. Shh, don't tell them. Say that. <laughs> don't tell them I said that. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. Um, before we get into this week's main attraction, it's really important that we hear a very quick word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort? Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise? Or any other major cruise line? No problem! So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction! Alright, for this week's main attraction, Universal Orlando has opened yet another tribute store. And this one is finally themed after iconic 1980s movies and attractions um uh you know universal has been knocking it out of the park recently uh with these tribute stores they change them uh three or four times a year and they are as elaborately decorated as any of their rides uh and i know you know fans uh longtime fans of universal studios florida have we we, we got a thing for jaws and E.T. and Back to the Future, yes. the, the rides and the movies we grew up with. And now you can you can step back into it's not the same as having some of those attractions back, but uh, it's probably the next best thing. Absolutely. And this looks amazing. If you've been following along, it first went up that it was a movie theater. Then the attraction posters came outside and now it's ready to go and looks absolutely incredible uh each room is themed after one of the three movies and there's a ton of easter eggs little tributes for casual fans hardcore fans so this is absolutely incredible and i can't wait to go see it 
Yeah. So uh, the ET room is set up like it's Elliot's bedroom. It's got all the toys and games and stuff that, that you remember from the movie. Um, the Jaws room is all full of, of nautical props, and uh, they've got uh, a retro Jaws merchandise. If you missed out on getting uh, an Amity Boat Tours, uh, you know, shirt like the uh, the Jaws skippers used to wear, now you can finally get one. Um, the one I'm most excited about is the Back to the Future room, yes. uh, which is all set up like Doc's garage. It's even got the giant speaker that uh, blows Marty out uh, at the beginning of the movie. Um, I, I got to say, I have heard some disturbing things about um, over-enthusiastic guests trying to take souvenirs out of here. Oh. I, I saw I saw something on social media that uh, Doc's pocket watch has already been stolen. Um, oh. I really hope that stuff's not true. Please, uh, you know, th that's why we can't have nice things. Uh, I was just gonna say, this is why we can't have nice things, please. We love these tribute stores and they're so special because of all the detailing. So don't take mm -hmm. something. Buy a shirt because the merch is epically amazing. I think the Back to the Future merch is some of my favorite. Lots of cool colors going on. I mean, they really, really did a nice job, their merchandising team, with this. There's some great yeah. new stuff. And there's also a, a final room, um, which is kind of themed uh, to the all the all the shows, all the rides uh, overall, and in, in kind of a, a nostalgic uh, movie theater lobby, uh, you know, candy stand. But what I think is great is that they have kind of resurrected the old um, King oh. Kong photo op. It's not the same hand, uh, but it's a great tribute to that old photo op that used to be as you exited uh, King Kong, where you could get a picture of you in his grip. Um, and I even love that they they've got uh, that pink and blue stripes that used to be uh, the color scheme on all the soundstage buildings back in the day. Uh, yes, you know, this I, is such incredible detailing. I, I love my pictures like from the early 90s of being a kid in the arm. I mean, it was such a I almost like loved that even more than the attraction exiting and getting to do that. So this is really cool that they brought this here. Mm -hmm. My, uh, you know, my first visit to Universal was, I think, in, in 91. Um, and I worked there uh, from 96 through 2000. So these, you know, Jaws, Back to the Future, King Kong, they were all still in their heyday. Uh, and I used to take off, um, you know, on my lunch break uh, and go into the park and ride those over and over again. So uh, it's it's so great. Uh, it kind of warms my heart to see right. that there's still love for those. Um, we've got a... Uh, We've got uh, some um, some mentions in the uh, in the the chat right here. I just want to say, uh, Brian pointing out an Easter egg. There is a Halloween Horror Nights Slaughter Cinema Easter egg in one of the rooms. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. Um, and also, all <laughs> and, the squirrels in there. And Brian also points out that now that the Monsters Cafe is closed, maybe uh, some of those props could end up there. I would not be shocked to see some of those Monster Cafe props end up uh, in Epic Universe uh, mm -hmm. uh, over in the new park. Uh, but yeah, uh, at least the Monsters still have their tribute store next to uh, the Mummy Ride, which will still be there uh, at least until the ride reopens later this summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. And also the uh, food in there. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, my God. How do we not talk about the food? Yes, it looks amazing. There's an E.T. basket cake. Mm -hmm. And so the basket is the cake. And then E.T. is like a chocolate thin shell almost. And it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. There's an out-of-time brownie that I saw that also looked delicious. And if you've had the snacks in the Tribute store before, they are amazing. 
I don't, I, yeah. I mean, it's such an unassuming little thing, but I still think of this, the vegan skull brownie. From the Halloween vegan brownie is one of the best vegan brownies I've ever had. Uh, it is honestly amazing. I'm not a vegan. I love meat. It is so good. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, this tribute store should be there, uh, through the summer. Um, and then, uh, I can guess that, um, you know, by, uh, late, maybe early August, we should see that switching over to a Halloween tribute store, most likely. Um, yes. so I want, you know, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, this is the vir visual merchandising department. A lot, a lot of people think these are done by the art and design or the creative folks who build the haunted houses or who, um, uh, build the rides. And it's actually a, a department that, uh, is, is specifically for, uh, the stores and they do artwork. Um, they do design work that is every bit as good as, as the folks who, uh, you know, get famous for for building the ride so bravo bravo to them for another great job yes this is incredible and thank you universal for letting us tap into our nostalgia that is yes. what we want <laughs> please keep keep milking us keep pandering yes. us we we like we fan will, service we'll spend. <laughs> spend money yep <laughs> we shouldn't give them ideas should we oh. <laughs> all right well we have somehow come to the end of yet another uh, podcast. I miss doing this. I'm so glad to be back. Um, and I'll, I'll be back next week. Will you be back next week? Well, I'll be back I will. next week. I will be here. We should probably talk about, are we going to go back to our usual Saturday schedule for everyone who's listening live? Um, Ooh, or uh, stick with Sundays? Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have... Okay. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll chat about it offline and we will definitely see everyone next weekend. But before we go... First, I want to thank one more time our sponsor, Destination with Character Travel. Uh, and please just want to remind everyone to go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Spotify. It really helps get the word out. And of course, if you want more from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs during the week, you can find me at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com, where you can buy copies of my books. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana, and on Instagram, I'm Adventures by Carly. Awesome. And of course, if you want more from the whole Attractions team, attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and youtube.com slash attractions, where you can find us each and every day. Uh, until next week, I hope everyone stays safe. Please try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you next time. See you guys Bye. next week.